From American public media, this is Bankrupt, Maxed Out in America, a documentary from American Radio Works and Marketplace. I'm Kai Rizdal. Bankruptcy is the great hidden event in the lives of millions of Americans. I started getting bad credit when I was young, just not knowing, because anybody tell me that your credit is like your word. I felt awful. I felt awful that I would have to go through bankruptcy. And I told him that, and he said, oh, come on. This is, bankruptcy was made for people like you. I'd still be living day to day on credit cards with nothing left. So I say thank you, Citibank, <laughs> because they chomped on my leg when it, I still had time to kick them off. This is Bankrupt, Maxed Out in America, a documentary from American Radio Works and Marketplace on American Public Media. I'm Kai Rizdal. Americans are going broke in record numbers. Over the past decade, 15 million people declared bankruptcy. That's better than double the figure from the previous decade. Put somewhat differently, in the early 1980s, 2% of households filed. By the early 2000s, bankruptcies had risen to 8%. Last year, Congress overhauled the bankruptcy system to stem the tide of filings. Things got heated on Capitol Hill. If people have the ability to repay some of their debt, Shouldn't they have to repay some of their debt? It seems to me to be fair to those people who do pay their debt. This bill before us turns the American dream into the American nightmare. It's not a bill of the people, by the people, or for the people. It is a bill of the credit card companies, written by the credit card companies, and for the credit card companies. On April 20th, 2005, President George W. Bush signed the Bankruptcy Abuse Prevention and Consumer Protection Act into law. The bill was meant to put more money into the hands of creditors and crack down on filers. Were the lenders right? Are we becoming a nation of deadbeats? Or are skyrocketing bankruptcy rates a symptom of deeper turmoil in the American economy? The same forces shaping our economy are shaping what it means to go broke in America, from global competition to rising medical bills, and how we deal with financial failure shows what kind of society we are and what we truly value. Over the coming hour, correspondent Chris Farrell looks at what's fueling the bankruptcy boom. He begins his journey with a visit to Memphis, America's bankruptcy capital. There's a black glass skyscraper in the heart of downtown Memphis. Locals call the bankruptcy building. On the 11th floor, in what looks like a clean bus terminal waiting room, hundreds of walk-on characters play their brief parts in the bankruptcy drama. There are rows of gray plastic chairs. Lawyers huddle with bankrupt clients. They're here to negotiate deals with federal trustees to pay off as much of their debt as they can. Some people say bankruptcy is part of the culture in Memphis. One lawyer even jokes about it. Memphis is known for the blues, Bill Street, barbecue, and bankruptcy. <laughs> Trustee George Stevenson sits in front of a computer and pulls up one of 30,000 current cases. At his elbow are a middle-aged woman and her lawyer. Uh, this is a motion to uh, surrender. Is this the house you've been living in? Yes, sir. And you're going to let that go? Yes, sir. Can you tell us why? My husband's on drugs. And he, I, you know, I would say he abandoned me, so I left house and all. I've been paying garnishment, which is 700 and some, plus rent, because I had to move. The house is vacant. Here are the keys. Okay. I can't afford to um, maintain a house, so I'd rather get a house back. Without a mortgage payment, she can catch up on her other bills. The meeting takes a little over a minute. 
a young woman in a sweatsuit and her lawyer are next. You've been having trouble making your land payments? Yes, I was uh, laid off from my job in November. Do you think if we gave you a little more time that you might be able to, I mean, you understand that, yes, I understand. that we're, we're, there is a point at which we can't give you any more time, but hopefully uh, another four weeks. Stevenson listens to story after story. There's a father whose drug-addicted daughter drained him of money, a woman with a failing drapery business, a mechanic behind on his house payments. In each case, Stevenson makes suggestions and offers encouragement. Maybe in the mornings you could go out and maybe try and find a better job before you go to work. I mean, that would be the, that would be the suggestion that I could make. Uh, yeah, I just keep trying.